Blog Talk Radio. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Paranormal Kool-Aid, returning guest Marco Santucci, who was featured on My Ghost Story with Scott Alt. Wow, the infamous? What does that mean? Infamous is when you're more than famous. About what is now considered one of the most haunted places, Graber Olive House, will be joining us live in our second hour when Karen Gronkowski is not entertaining live audiences. She is looking for dead ones. A paranormal investigator mixing comedy with the paranormal. Oh, you don't want to miss this show. Um, Paranormal Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. 83% of people surveyed say they have experienced a paranormal event. The question is, is it real or not? This is Norio Hayakawa, and you're listening to uh, this program called the uh, Paranormal Kool-Aid. It is a fascinating program, no question about it, because we don't know that much about the paranormal phenomena. It could be true. People around the world report seeing something that scares them, and they say they've got the evidence to prove it on video, in photographs, on audio tape, voices that seem to come out of nowhere. Again, another opportunity to scientifically prove your existence. Oh, yeah. Dead Air Paranormal Radio brings you Wednesday nights on the crazy kooks over at Paranormal Kool-Aid. What the hell is his name? Chris Medina. Anything else, guys? Chandra Stall. Slower, Chandra. Chandra Stall. Faster. Chandra Stall. That was good, Chandra. Hand in your pants when you made me do that. Oh, yeah. Jamie Geller. Jamie Geller. Jamie Geller. Okay, Scott, your turn. <laughs> Chandra Stone. <laughs> Ready? Okay, here we go. Scott Grunewald. Besides drinking Kool-Aid, there's a lot you can do with it. My ghost story began when I visited the Graber Olive House. Marco and I went in to see if any of the tales of the paranormal were true. I knew right away something's in the area. I took this photo of an apparition with this gentleman wearing coveralls standing by the gate. I couldn't believe it. Seeing that man at the gate sent a chill to my bones. It's dark. It's cold. It's the perfect place for something not so friendly to hang out. Hello, this is Dr. Jillian Holloway. And this is Meredith Smith. This is Dr. Lynn. This is Jim Tucker. Hi, this is Brian J. Cannell from Sci-Fi's Haunted Collector. Hi, this is Heather from Hopkins County Paranormal Society. This is Pete Johnson. This is Matt from Project Soul. This is Sydney Smith. My name is Bob Merck. This is Norio Hayakawa. This is George Lopez, and you're listening to Paranormal Kool-Aid, part of the Dead Air Paranormal Family Radio shows right here on Block Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. 
hello, everybody out there in paranormal Kool-Aid land. It is uh, Wednesday night. It is uh, the 7th of May, and it is comedy night tonight on Paranormal Kool-Aid. We've got Jan Jan doing the chat with us again tonight. Those of you that are in the chat or listening to us, make sure to remember to, to log in if you're a guest. Log in using your Facebook or Twitter, so that way Jan knows exactly who she's talking to. And if you have any questions or comic relief for tonight, just go ahead and get those questions into us. Uh, Jamie and Chandra, are you there with us tonight? Yeah. I'm here. All right, all right. So, girls, this has been a crazy last couple of days since uh, since our last show. Um, you know, we got Jamie back from her tornado. Uh, Chandra, you know, you got you found out they're gonna, there's going to be a con in your area. There's a lot of cool things happening. So, uh, Chandra, tell me what, what's what's happening with you. Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. Wasn't a terribly busy day. Uh, geez, I, I don't even remember what I did today. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's Club, remember? Oh, yeah, oh God. Yeah, uh, my, my annual trip, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you did a, a Sam's Club? get, trip. like, multiples of everything, yeah. Oh, yeah, I oh, had to right. load up my storage locker, man. Nice. Besides what bodies, else? I got put in there. So what what is like the biggest thing you bought? Like what was like the bulk thing that you bought? The biggest oh always toilet paper. Oh really? my god, toilet yeah, like crazy. Yeah, you can yeah, never have that. enough toilet paper. <laughs> no, and that, because you know, and while we're speaking of toilet paper, you know, tonight we're going to talk a lot about Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm yes. I'm special. Y'all know I have Crohn's disease. I have no problem talking about toilet paper and Uranuses. So let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So what about you, Jamie? How's your week? Is everything kind of getting back to normal? It is. It is slowly getting back to normal. Um, I uh, they're working on a lot of the. I haven't. I haven't went into town. Um, I've kind of been a lazy bum. So I'm going to go tomorrow and look at some of the devastation and. check things out a little bit, but they're slowly working on, you know, places getting back to normal and working on cleaning things up. But I didn't, I forgot to thank everybody um, last week for all their prayers and thoughts and everything that everybody did. I mean, you were on the phone with me, Chris, Chandra was calling me and, you know, everybody was freaking amazing. So thank you so much for all that love last week. Awesome of everybody. And uh, other than that, me and the little man are just chilling it's getting hot out. I'm ready to go in the pool and get a tan. Other than that, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, so, um, you know, this week has been, you know, you guys might have missed me a little bit on, on Facebook and on Twitter. I decided to take a couple of days off and just kind of just relax and kind of reorganize some things and, and, and get my thoughts in order. So uh, Chris is back, and I'll get some cool things going uh, again. Uh, everybody, remember Facebook and tweet. Tonight is comedy night here on Paranormal Kool Aid. We got a great, some great guests. You know, we have Marco back in again, and hopefully, uh, uh, we have Scott back. Scott is going to join us as well tonight. It should be a lot of fun tonight. Um, then, in the second hour, we've got uh, a real comedian that actually does ghost investigations. Goes looking for ghosts. That's 
that's cool. I know uh, we've had um, before we had Momo Rodriguez, who is a uh, who's one of the opening acts for uh, for uh, oh my gosh, now his name escapes me. Um, ah, Carlos Mencia, that's his name. Uh, he's been on there. The guy's really into into, into ghost hunting as, as well. So uh, it should be fun. Our second second uh, uh, comedian on about it, ghosts. I, I can't wait. It's a lot of fun. Is, I didn't know Carlos Mencia was into ghost hunting. Yeah, right. Well, his opening act, Momo, into ghost hunting. Carlos ah. tag along every once in a while. So um, when. The last time I talked to Momo, he told me the next time they're in town or in the area, he's definitely going to hit me up so that we, I can take him to some of the local haunts. And uh, he did say Carlos would want to come along. So I can't imagine what doing an EVP session with uh, a bunch of comedians like that would be. I, I, that's, you know, that's just kind of – I, I got to imagine, you know, a comedian's brain works very different than, than most investigators. Most of you guys are very, very methodical. So I can't wait to break into Karen's mind and think – if she's thinking of jokes constantly while, you know, stomachs are growling or, or what exactly is going on. I, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so this week has been really super windy also in El Paso. It's like the winds never stopped. And tonight is supposed to be windy. I know that our producer, uh, Wild Bill, he's having tornado. I mean, you had tornadoes last week in Mississippi, and now we're having tornadoes in Colorado. I don't know. Um, it's... It, Crazy weather across this crazy country. Well, it's only yeah. crazier, you know. It's just the beginning. Like it's that time, you know. And every single week, some state is going to get hit by a tornado. I feel like it. Yeah. Hey, Chris, how do you, yes. how do you feel? How do you feel about the the theory of chemtrails and the relation to all the tornado the tornado weather we've been having? Because like, uh, so on my Twitter feed, it's nuts. Like, like I get a lot of people uh, taking pictures of it, and then next thing you know, a bad weather comes through. How do you feel about you know, that? You know what? That's so funny that you would even mention that because last night I had a little mini meeting with uh, with David Rodriguez. You know, the, the guy that a good, very good friend of mine, and, and who's a professional boxer. Um, we were talking about chemtrails. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, uh, David's got this whole theory about what's exactly in these chemical trails. And, and his, his theory is that there's a lot of heavy metals that are in these chemtrails that we all inhale. And that uh, HARP, the HARP project, if any of you all are familiar with it, um, they actually are, are sending out uh, mood-altering, um, I, don't, I don't know exactly, I, I forget exactly, what he was explaining to me, but they are controlling the masses through, you know, these chemtrails. So he was talking about aluminum, and then he was also talking about the different types of chemicals that they're using to control weather. Now, we all know that they've been using, they've been controlling weather for for years now. Uh, In fact, I believe China actually used it during the Olympics to to try to keep, you know, weather away from the, the Olympics. So, yeah, I believe in it. And in fact, I was watching some YouTube, <laughs> yeah, some YouTube videos yeah. on uh, pilots that were forgetting to turn off these, these, I guess you know, nozzles that that come off as they were landing, and they had a co- kind of a cool, you know, videos of, you know, David's going to be on in a couple of months with us uh, when we have um, Andrew Passaggio on, 
he wants to definitely talk about him. And maybe we could talk a little bit about chemtrails as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a real thing. I mean, because you, you look yeah. up at the sky, right? You look up at the sky, and you see clouds moving, right? But then you see yeah. an airplane pass over, and that trail stays there for, for hours. doesn't dissipate mm-hmm. at all. You know, and, and I can understand, well, maybe it's at a different altitude. The wind isn't. But, you know, there's so much movement in the air. I can't believe that it would not dissipate at a rap, more of a rapid, you know, state. It's, who knows? It's, there's so there's much conspiracy theory wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Very. I don't know how to balance Yeah. Yes. Okay, so um, really quick, uh, Belinda, I know you're listening. If you could do me a favor, if you could get with Karen, uh, she's sending some messages out. You could just shoot her a really quick message. And, and while, Bill, if, if we can, let's just go ahead and let's get that studio audience and let's get them uh, – Let's go ahead and let's get Marco on. Marco, welcome back to the Paranormal Kool-Aid. How are you doing, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Do we have our, our, our friend Scott on with us as well? Yeah, he's here. Yeah, I'm at his house, so it's all good. Okay. Cool, cool. You know, so I just want to make sure because... Oh, speakerphone. Yeah. Hey, Scott, welcome to the Paranormal Kool-Aid. Thank you. All right. Do you, do you guys want us to call you in on, on two separate numbers? Or are you guys cool doing the, the, you know, the speakerphone? It's up to you all. Yeah, I mean, this works for us. It's fine. Okay, cool. So, guys, okay. both of you, welcome, welcome back, or welcome back, Marco, and welcome, Scott, to the Paranormal Kool-Aid. Uh, the theme tonight is, is kind of a loose theme. It's, you know, we're gonna, you know have some fun. Um, I know I, I kind of took some shots at your picture of the alien. It was only because it was seriously hilarious to me. Uh, because I, I don't know who did the sketch. I think it was a remote sketch, I think, that you guys said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey, Harvey Aldhouse. He, uh, yes, with the butt chin. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> yeah, the butt chin. <laughs> right. But, so, but, but you know what? Why, why don't you go ahead and explain to everybody that maybe saw some of those posts exactly what we were talking about, so that way you can give you know, the, the true side of what was going on. All right. Well, I never posted uh, the photos before and after that shot, I just I just haven't. Um, but yeah, Scott always takes a series of three photos every time he's shooting at whatever he's shooting at, and uh, you know he uses a flash that lights up you know an entire room. Um, but anyway, it was outside. It was at Graver Olive House actually is where this took place, and it was basically just shooting down a a sidewalk area that just kind of goes through a couple of gates and back further back into the onto the property. And the first shot was black, the second shot was the alien, and uh, the third shot was what he was actually shooting, which was these old wooden gates with a sign on it and a chain. So, and which goes back to a back Hello? You there? I think we lost him. Uh, oh, Marco no. Is, yeah, I think we lost him. It may be oh, did you lose him? There we go. All right, I love the no, okay. Uranus alien. <laughs> gotcha. Right. So you cut out. You cut and, out. And so it was. It was probably his fault. He probably did that. But yeah, the 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 photo of the aliens in the the only part that it's like you see him and all that stuff around him is like he brought that with him. That's like something enveloped. I don't know, but the upper left hand corner of that photo is the only part of of the photo that is actual. You know, real real 
area that was shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would, it's just something that goes all the way back into the darkness, um, if that makes sense. I mean, he blocked out, in other words, he blocked all the area out with himself and that stuff, whatever that is, except up in that upper-hand corner, which goes way back. That's probably 50 feet back where the black area is on the, in that photo. But, but um, yeah, so that's, that's it. But, see, ever since we got the time machine last year, there's just it's been weird shit all the time. It just gets getting weirder. Okay. Well, you know, uh, yeah. I, 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 there's, you know, there's a lot of people that, that would think that, you know, I, and I've kind of, I, as I've grown as an investigator, I've kind of not been able to tell whether or not that, um, whether, you know, ghosts are spiritual beings or they're aliens, maybe from another dimension. You know, I don't think anybody can truly say because nobody's been able to pinpoint and exactly say ghosts are dead people and, you know, aliens can come in and through interdimensional, you know, transportation or whatever can speak to us as well. You know, nobody can say that. So, you know, I, I, you never know. And, and, you know, I saw that picture, the actual photograph, and, Scott, you're the one that took that. Um, I, I saw Predator. That's exactly what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what you were just talking about, about the difference between or what we can perceive spirits or, or not, this this is what really kind of really threw me off because, and that was my question, because at least when we're getting pictures of ghosts um, and shadow people and whatnot, we, you know, we naturally assume, okay, well, these people were alive at one point in time and here you go, whoever it may be or whatever it may be. But this is the first time, you know, that, I mean, right up in our face, you know, like he's making a statement, it's like, okay, that doesn't look like any human ghost, right? you know, something that could have been a person. And, uh, you know, and then, so then I was thinking to myself, well, is he dead or alive? You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, it's all weird. It's just all weird. And, and but we know that, or not whether we know, people assume, or some people know that study this stuff that they, they figure that, you know, because, you know, you would think that we would have seen him, right? He's like, oh, he's right there, and we just got a picture, or Scott got a photo. But I guess if they have the ability, right, to, you know, hide themselves or whatever, whatever he was coming through, whatever that stuff is he brought with him, maybe shrouded him. I mean, I don't know. We don't have that answer, of course, but we can only speculate. Right, right. And, you know, uh, I know, and Chandra, I know that this is kind of this is interesting that you don't, and, and Jamie as well, this is something that you guys should really think about because we don't know. Nobody can truly say, and this is, this is part of the whole thing that, you know, that I've talked to you all about to try to help you formulate exactly what you all, you know, want to think or, or try to make up your own mind is that nobody has ever been able to say without, without a benefit of a doubt or without whatever you want to call it that, that ghosts are dead people and aliens are UFO people. Nobody, nobody can. You, you kind of have to straddle it sometimes, you know. Chandra, I know that you maybe have some some things, you know, that maybe you don't quite understand about it. So, I mean, I'm sure your brain is like, what the hell is Chris talking about tonight, right? <laughs> well, where, where are we going? Do we want to do aliens first or do we want to do ghosts first? Well, why not do both? You kind of, Like I said, you've got to have to straddle them. I mean, you don't know exactly what. A ghostly aliens. <laughs> why not? Well, I, I, Did you see I Indiana Jones? Sure well, I'm curious about that, that picture with, that you said a while ago with the time machine. 
I'm really interested in that, in, in the time travel uh, concept. And, you know, like, like when you get pictures like that, I, I want to know everything. You know, is, is this possible? It, can this be? You know, is that, is that how we have ghosts? It, it, you know, I, I just, I want to know. What's yeah, your we, theory on that? Okay, do you want to take that one? Well, um, as far as the, picture, the pictures go, we, uh, we submitted that to, I pretty much say, an expert in our field, right, Marco? The very scientific-minded, he took the picture apart pixel by pixel by pixel, and he found that it is a three-dimensional object, it casts its own shadow, and it actually is existing in the time of that picture. Wow. Can I ask who the expert is? Yeah. Andy Kopech. You don't know who that is? You don't know, do you know who that is? I don't know. Is he, is he a scientist or is he a photographer? Yes. What, what do you mean? Yes, what? Yes, no, or yes? Yes, yes, he is a photographer, and he actually came to the location and tried to duplicate the picture and couldn't do it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Just out of curiosity, um, how many photographs did he take? Uh, that was a succession of three photographs. I always take photos in three. No, no, no. Did, did your expert take Oh, oh! He took over three hundred pictures. Okay, I, I'm going to give you guys an example of, and this is something that that comes from my experience. I, I'm not an expert, I'm not a professional photographer, but I do have somebody that takes photography, who's my right hand person in my 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 own group, who um, is extreme skeptic, extreme. I mean, you can't convince this dude there's ghosts or aliens. Period. I mean, the guy is going to sit there and just make something, you'll figure it out. took him three weeks and about 300 pictures per time we went out to the same location to duplicate something. But he was able to okay. do it. Yeah, right. you know, so, I mean, and, and that's just, I, I just, you know, when you hear the word expert, that's when I'm kind of like, whoa, that kind of threw me off a little bit. You know, was he an expert in photography, an expert in ghosts? But it's a photography well, expert, so... Well, I mean, he does. He's he's actually the person that developed full spectrum uh, cameras for that. You know, he's that's what he did. Uh, he does a lot of stuff, but I'm just saying he's very. That's kind of his main, one of his main things. But but back to people like being skeptical or disproving or you know or trying to disprove stuff. As far as the time machine goes, that that, that what you see in the picture does not exist in this realm. It's pure. It's this pure. It's this that's simple. There's nothing more to say about that. You can go to that library and you can look around and you're not going to find it because it's not there. It's not there. And see, that's, that's the thing. It's like people can be as skeptical as they want. So, that, so if they're not going to believe that that happened in that photo, then they're basically going to have to believe that we photoshopped it in. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no other way about There's There's nothing else to say about that. So, you know, I mean, it's just it was there and then it's not. It just doesn't exist here. It came from someplace else. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I, I'm, Really quick, I, and just because I'm asking uh, Belinda, our producer, because I, I would like to talk to him. Uh, what was that guy's name? Oh, uh, Andy Kopech. Okay, Belinda, you got that. So, okay, I'm sorry. You know, go ahead, guys. You know, and 
that, that's, right. and that's the hard thing. It's the hard thing about what we do, right? I mean, sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. Uh, and, and then when you go back to try to do it and duplicate it, it's just impossible to duplicate or the time involved with having to try to be able to duplicate it is just right. not always available. Uh, Jamie, right. are, are you there? You've been kind of you've been kind of quiet. You still there with us? Taking it all in, Chris. Taking it all in. So, so what do you think about what do you think about these guys and their their aliens and their and their and their time machine? I I do believe in aliens. You know, my personal opinion on it is that with ghosts and aliens, I think with each and every person. You have your own experience, and nobody else is really, everybody's going to be a skeptic. The more that I'm learning, honestly, the more I'm becoming a skeptic of so many things, uh, except for my own personal experiences. While I believe you guys and your personal experiences that you've had, you know, I just, uh, there's my skeptical part of it because I wasn't there. I didn't witness it, you know, and I didn't feel it or whatnot. And, um, you know, that's, that's my opinion on it. You know, I've seen stuff when I was a small child and, and everything. So from that point, uh, it's hard to believe pictures, especially with so much Photoshopping going on these days. I, I believe stuff, and people tell me that's fake. That's fake. I'm like, really? Wow, that's so believable. And I, so it's hard, it's hard to say. And I have a question about, you know, the recent um, pictures that you guys took that you got the alien. When you were actual taking that photo and in that moment, what did you feel? Like, did you feel anything different? Did anything touch you? Anything at that moment did you get from when you took that photo? Um, how how to say it? I I I do when I take my pictures. I do get a feeling. I get like a chill up my spine, and that's when I start snapping my pictures. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as being touched or anything like that, no. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, somebody, um, I forgot, I think it was Jan or Bill, Bill or, or Sound Guy, asked if you guys ever sent anything to Factor Fiction. Doctor Fiction, no. Oh, Factor Fiction? Factor, what? Which one? Sorry. Factor Fiction? Factor Fiction. No. No. Um, no, we tried. We tried sending the time machine though to coast to coast, and um, people tried to help us with that, and we never, never got anywhere with it. They actually said that they couldn't even see the time machine in the photo. I mean, see, basically they were assuming that that piece of furniture, if you want to call it that, or phone booth or whatever time machine, was already present in the photo, which it wasn't. But anyway. So out of yeah. curiosity, like if you got okay, say I was presenting this this uh, evidence and stuff you know, the pictures of the time machine and alien stuff to you guys not knowing me, what would you think about it? Honestly. Honestly, what would you think? That just, that would all depend. I mean, like you said, the number one the thing that you said that, that rings true for everybody should, that we weren't there. You weren't there. And that's what kind of, people don't have any right, I don't think, to sit there and go, well, that's fake. Well, how the hell do you know you weren't there? I mean, and it's all, so this kind of, in this field, it boils down to people, people's reputation. You know what I mean? Um, pretty much. And that's exactly the reason why we brought Barry in. I'm sorry, Barry's Taft was another person that looked at it. But uh, I'm sorry, Andy, into this, into that particular photo, because I, we assumed that people would say, well, that's just not, it's just not real. I mean, that's just our nature to, to try to disprove, you know, because, you know, like you said, unless you totally 
you know, took the photo yourself or you witnessed something happening when it happened. And, you know, it's, it's also that, that that attitude, why people aren't even putting their evidence out there anymore because everybody's calling them a fake and, and that nobody's believing what they're putting up, so people are just keeping their evidence to themselves. Uh, Marco and I, the number one reason we do this is for us so, you know, we can find those answers. And I guess what other people think is just a byproduct to us, you know, a lot of times we just laugh it off when, you know, we're called fakes. But, I mean, everything we do is 100% real. Okay. All right. Now, I want to get your guys' opinion. I'll, I'll send it over to Chandra. Uh, well, I'm curious as to uh, the cam- what kind of settings were on the camera. Uh, did you guys use a, a, a tripod or, you know, a, did, did, was there a – what you saw was the page cropped uh, and, and zoomed in or – you know what I mean? No, my my camera is set on fully auto. It wasn't zoomed in at all. Um, okay. Um, I I do not shoot from a tripod. I and I do not have a lens cap or a strap on my camera. I have a, a handhold, and I hold it to my chest when I shoot. I don't review my pictures till later when I get home. So you just like uh, you're like on a on a constant snap where you just keep you you just fly out one after the other then. Yeah, when I, get like a, get a, when I get a feeling I'm going to capture something, um, I start shooting. Wow. Do you, uh, so, you do that as well in investigation, like when you're when you're you know in you know in a haunted location? Is that also the same method? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, you know what? It, it, it's come that time of the show. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to. Uh, Talk a little bit more about your investigative style, just like Chandra was getting into. And uh, kind of, I think her, her question about the, the whole picture is, it's a valid question, and we're not trying to beat you guys down or anything. We just want to get all the questions that we got from the last show move forward. So stick with us, everybody. Um, we'll be back in just a quick break. Next week on Paranormal Kool-Aid, Joe W. Brown, individual investigator, works from the scientific skeptic side of investigating. He takes a dim approach to much of the paranormal equipment. Joe's specialty is instrumental and EVPs as it relates to the paranormal and UFO studies. In our second hour, we bring you Sci-Fi Channel's Monster Man, Cleve Hall. Monsters are his specialty. He has created masterpieces for countless big-budget films, including favorites like How to Train a Dragon, Sharktopus, Ed Wood, and worked with many rock bands, including Kiss and Alice Cooper, and many, many more. All next week on Paranormal Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Brian J. Cano from Sci-Fi's Haunted Collector and Scared, and you are listening to the Paranormal Court. Welcome back to Paranormal Court, everybody. Uh, I want to remind everybody that you're listening and that we broadcast 
um, on Blog Talk Radio and Ghost Tales TV. And we're here with uh, Marco Santuki and Scott Alt. And we're Santuki. Did I, have I been totally saying it wrong? Okay. Santuki. Like, Tucci. All right. Right? All right. No. I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably get it wrong again. (laughs) I'm like that. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) So we want to continue our discussion. And I think we were talking about last time um, a certain experience that you had. Was it it with a succubus? Or you had a certain, certain, can you refresh my memory about that? No, yeah, no. No, no succubus is, uh, no, um, I'm not sure where we left off, but if you're referring to what Scott Grimwald talks about, page 39, is that, is that, was that it? Probably. Yeah, um, that's it. That was it. Yeah, the page 39. Yeah, you know, we're going to make a t-shirt out of that. I don't know if you guys will wear them or not, but page 39. No? Okay. Bad <laughs> idea? Okay. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> a great idea. Just, yeah. just, and that's yeah. all you say. Instead of parahor, you just put page 39. Right, and then when right. people say, then, what the hell's page 39? Then you go. Exactly. Then, then you buy the book, right? You should tell them how Scott introduces mm-hmm. us together. Yeah. Here's the guy that has sex with ghosts and the guy that photographs him. Yeah, that's what Broomall says, but that's, <laughs> that's, a little, <laughs> that's a little over the top, yeah. But, uh, no, okay, look, you know, there was, there was different, you know, different types of incidences in a sexual nature, but... Okay, but that page, 39, okay, look, I was taking a shower. Okay, we all do that. Well, I'm getting out of the shower, and I'm not thinking, I wasn't watching porn. I don't have any TV set, you know, in my, my shower. Uh, but anyway, so I get out, and, uh, you know, the, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just swing, there you have it, and it's like, oh, um, okay. Well, see, and I was recording all the time at that point in time, too, like every single day, and that's where the book came from. And uh, so, of course, I tried to record on to, well, what the hell, who's here? Because I was just so used to them being around me all the time, just communicating with me about everything under the sun because I was asking questions. So then that's, what, that's exactly what happened. And so it just turned out, you know, that, um, you know, that, oh, okay, and then the recorder running, when I played it back, you could actually hear, like, a sucking sound. I was kind of blown away by that because that was very physical. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that, was, that was it. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, so it was turned out that, uh, you know, as far as I know, it was the male ghost uh, Cardin that happened, you know, that was hanging out with me and, and Pam uh, at the time. Very, very sexual spirit. So that's pretty much what happened then, you know what I'm saying? Very weird, but very exciting. But then they stop. They get you to a point, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, it was just not a, not a good situation. So, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you guys need to. You, uh, uh, we had a guest on who had a uh, had the kind of the same situation, but the, the ghost would finish. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, see, and that's the thing. I think Cardin was just a tease. I, I I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I, I didn't I didn't care for that. You know. Yeah. You guys, we got we got some of your EVPs. Do we have any of that that sucking on your EVPs? <laughs> you know, I, I wish I still had that one. That was uh, that was two computers ago and, and, a, and a crash, a computer crash. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let, let, let's listen to a couple of these EVPs and let's let's hear what they are. Uh, well, Bill, if you could, if you're you know you're ready, just go ahead and 
and, and message me and give me the cue. Um, I, I know that you sent us quite a few. I, I didn't get to pre-listen to any of them. Um, so awesome. um, I'm going to be hearing these for the first time with, uh, um, with all of you out there in Paranormal Kool-Aid land. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, Bill, why don't you go ahead and play the first one for us, and then we'll let them describe exactly what they are, um, you know, what, what we're listening to. Can somebody please go in the waiting room and touch that meter on the stairs? Oh, thank you. Holy crap, that was cool. That so much was amazing. What is your name? There's one. Okay, there's one. Okay, so right off the bat, and I don't know, this is something that I, that I have to say, and it may be due to our uploading and downloading. Sometimes they yeah. lose a little bit of effect, and sometimes they can get a little mechanized. Um, mm -hmm. is, has this been worked at all, or is this raw audio? No, that, that is completely raw. That is it. Repeat, repeat what you just and said, because you're kind of, kind of muffled. Sorry, I said that that one is is raw. The that that was raw. The only thing I ever do any, but not in this particular one, is I will remove background noise. But there was no background noise anyway, you know. When there and that's 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 all I'll do. I'll raise up the level of of the spirit's voice, you know, if it's down too down below the baseline. But that's it. I don't. That's just so it's easier to hear. But um, then describe but yeah, that, to us what we're what we're listening to, and then we'll play it again. Okay. All right, so what it is is we, Scott and I, were in a place called Gentabella, which is in downtown Upland, California, which is an incredibly haunted place. So anyway, and um, so we were sitting out in a, an area, a salon area, where like there's like barber chairs and stuff, and um, we had a K2 meter set up in the other room on the other side of the wall. And we were there probably 35, 40 minutes, and, and it wasn't our first time in. So we were like, shit, nothing's happening, you know, because – we had times where the equipment was just going nuts and stuff, but nothing was going on. So then you hear Scott say, you know, will someone please touch the meter on the steps? So he's referring to what's in the other room. And so then you hear... an altered casing meter with a speaker on it. Okay. Oh, okay. So it has a speaker on it. But anyway, so you hear, the, you hear the K2 meter go off, and then you hear us both getting very excited about it. And um, you may not have caught it the first time, but then at some point, I can't even know exactly where... After all that business happens, um, I think due to our excitement, you'll hear a breath, and that's that is that's the spirit because he's right there. He's like this heavy breath, and then after that, I say, "What is your name?" And then he says, "He says Alfonso Apollo," and clears the bell. And wow. that was pretty much it. That, that was it. Okay, so let's hear it again. Right. Let's try to play that again, Bill. Can somebody please go in the waiting room and touch that meter on the stairs? Thank you. Holy crap, that was cool. That so much was amazing. What is your name? Pretty clear. It is. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm listening to, I'm listening to it, and. 
Is there okay? I, I want you guys to help me out with what you guys are listening to. I hear the name. Okay. okay. I heard the I heard the breath. Okay. But it sounds like it's worked because your voices are not like that voice. So, in your opinion, why is it that your voices are clear and the other one is not? Why are our voices clear and his is not clear? His, yeah, or the Apollo, the Apollo one, where when he says his name, it sounds, yes. you know, it sounds filtered or amped. Why? Well, okay, it may be brought. It could have been brought up to be louder, but it's not. There's nothing more to do to it. I mean, I don't understand. I think he's clear, and it's not anybody else's voice. So I'm not really sure what you're getting at, other than, you know. No, I, 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 I want your opinion as to why. I mean, because t- to me. As I, this is, and this is just my experience, and I'm no expert. And, and I'm never, try, what, I like, what I like to do is I like to get everybody's opinion because then absolutely. it helps me to formulate mine. Okay. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Apollo whatever the name is, yes. and I hear it, and it sounds like a robot. I've had okay. investigators I, in, my, in my team use different programs to filter oh. and to, to amp and stuff like that, and if and it makes it sound tinny, like it's almost like a robot, like if you were talking into a tin can. Well, I, I have sound mechanized. Okay, now I have heard several pieces of audio like you're describing, but I don't feel that that one sounded anything like that. I mean, to me, he was just right there, right, right by the speaker, basically, of my, my audio, my, you know, my recorder, and he said his name, and that's pretty much it. And that's, that, that's basically all that happened. That. Like I told you in the beginning, I will filter out background noise, but that particular one, there was nothing to, you know, there wasn't really any. It was like you could hear a pin drop, you know, in there. Jamie, who's not really experienced with, with listening to too many EVPs, I mean, what do you, yeah. what do you hear? Mm, it was hard for me to tell, honestly. It's hard for me to tell. I, I was just, I'm just sitting here contemplating things, and, and um, the second you say that you, like, raise the volume up, like, to me, being somebody who's, who's new to everything and learning everything, the second you say something like that, it tells me, well, what else did you do? To me, okay. because, you know what I'm saying? I'm not okay, trying what? to tell you anything. No, I'm that, but what I don't understand is why, why would you not raise the volume See, because here's the thing. We can go back and... parents are trying to talk to us and it, bring it up so we can hear what they have. I mean, it, that's, that's just like you turning up the volume on your computer or on, on a phone or, or a speaker so you can hear what people are saying, whether they're dead or alive. I mean, if you can't hear it, you're going to turn it up. It's pretty much that simple. I mean, that's, okay. that's all I, you know? Yeah. Jan, Jan asked, um, what is, I think she asked, how much did you turn up the, the game? I don't know exactly what that means, but... Does that make any sense? Well, there's, yeah, there's different percentages that you can turn it up. And I, my, I can't remember my, my set on when I turn it up, I leave it at a, per, a percentage. And I, I don't remember if it's like a 20% or something, but whatever it is, I, I just leave that auto and, I, you know, and I'll just keep turning it up. If I need. But normally, but with that one, it would have been once. Because actually, I didn't have to turn it up. The only reason that I did was just so that when people you know, listen to it, that it's just, you know, I kind of like for their voice to be as close as, you know, as loud as the possible can, just because just, just to, just, you know, to keep it simple. 
I mean, you know, otherwise you have people going, okay, well, I heard it kind of, but, you know, I really didn't hear it that well. So that's the only reason that I do it. Okay. Do you, do you have the untouched EVP? So we can say, like, later on we can post on PKA and say, you know, we can compare the both, we can put them both on there, and then let everybody kind of decide on what they hear. Do you have that untouched one? Um, okay, well, I don't, and I would have to probably do something like that, especially for you, because what I do, when I go in and I, and I, I go through my audio, I clip out that, what I'm keeping, and I, and, I, and I cut the file out, because if I saved all those long files, I, you know, I would run out of room, and that's basically why. So I, so I have, like, thousands and thousands of DVPs, but it's just, it's just the section that, I, that I, I keep. I wouldn't want to keep, you know, like, two minutes, you know what I'm saying, per audio or whatever, you know what I'm saying, per file. You know, that that's the only reason I don't keep all that. I wouldn't have room for it. But I can oh. create something I, like I that. Do. You know I, mean? I do. You, I literally have since 2007. I've got every single investigation I've ever been on, the entire okay. length. I do. Okay. Because, well, that's, for that exact reason. Well, I don't. I don't. I just don't like to. I don't. I don't like clutter. That's just me. I don't like to keep all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I had, and I just have too much. I have too many. I have too many things that I wouldn't. I just don't. In fact, when I when I when I uh, had the first computer, I some of that crashed. I lost a lot of stuff because of that. And there was so much stuff. I mean, I never would have been able to recover it. You know, I just had so can many. Because back, yes. Can I ask you, Marco? Being that I'm learning, investigating, and stuff, um, is it is it like considered um, like one of the rules in investigating that you don't throw out original EVPs? Is that something true, though, because of the way things are nowadays and people editing stuff? You mean don't, did you say don't filter out? Is that what you said? Yeah, don't get rid of your original EVP. Oh, oh, oh that's, up to, that's up to you. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not insecure about what I record. I know that, you know, I know it is what it is, and if people want to argue or not believe, that's fine. That's, that's up to them, just like the pictures. It's the same thing. You know, we could take a picture of, uh, you know, the alien at the door and send it. It's like, well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you weren't here or nobody was here. And it kind of goes the same. I mean, you know, EVPs are those classes, right? There's A, B, and C. I don't consider a C. I barely consider a B. Um, but I don't like to put things – I won't put things up that I don't feel, and I test it through other people. Did you hear that? You know, did, can you hear what they're saying? I'm not I – just, I just don't. I mean, and we kind of – I mean, I just – uh, you can hear what he's saying. You can you can understand his name. So I don't I'm understand just, why that. Yeah. No, no, no. I understand. I'm just trying. I'm learning everything, you know, as we go. And, oh, I, and I'm just course. trying to learn the basics and all that stuff from every single guest we have on uh, and what they how they do. So that's it. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's, let's move on to the next EVP. Uh, all right. Well, Bill. All right. Here we go. Yeah, that one. That one. Replay that. No, that now only probably because I know what that is. It didn't sound as clear to me here as it would, you know, with earbuds in. And that that, honestly, that honestly may have to do with with the transferring because uh, it sometimes when we when we transfer from you know a file to the actual studio, it loses and it becomes a little bit weird. So let's go ahead and let's play that again, Bill. I don't know. Maybe you could you could bring the volume down. Yeah. And, and, and I, remember, I, I don't, 
Okay. I don't think that. I, I don't hear anything, and I don't know if that's the way original sounds. Yeah, well, no, it's cool. I know what it says, um, and that one wasn't touched at all. That was completely, I didn't do anything with that. Would possibly I could have turned it up, but besides that, and I probably didn't really need to on that one either. The thing is, you've got to remember that, they, you know, they talk uh, way faster than we do, um, you know, normally. And, um, but, and sometimes you just have to, you know, and everybody doesn't even hear the same thing a lot of times, you know what I mean? But um, what that was, or what it is supposed to be, is we got it in a, uh, I got it in a, um, uh, an occultist shop in Hollywood. And, um, you know, and it was a female spirit, and she, she said, I will fuck him. Now, now that I've said that, you'll probably hear it. But that's basically what that was. That's the only one I... The, I definitely want to hear that. Bill, let's play that one more time. Yeah, I can kind of hear that. Yeah, so that's kind of it. You know, it's you have to train your ear to, to how they, you know, to them too. I mean, like I said, um, and it took me a while, you know, to, you know, and, and for those people learning, it takes a while to do that. You can't, you can't think and assume that, you know, because, you know, so many people, though, they get very excited about when they get yes and no, and that's cool, and you can understand it. Um, but when you're talking about sentences and stuff, you have to remember that they have problems with consonants a lot of times. You know, sometimes is that a B or is that a, a D or whatever. Um, and they do, their, their, their speech, they're way faster. They can say, you know, I don't know, it's just, I don't even know how much, per, it, it's just a lot faster. But, yeah, that's, right. that's you know, basically what I think that, you know, and, and Scott, are you there? Because we hear a lot of Marco. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to start getting, you know, your, your take on this stuff. Because I know that maybe, I know that you're like the photographer. But I think that as, as investigators go, um, I, I don't know if maybe I just went to a different, I learned a little bit different from you all. But um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the whole methods and stuff that you guys are talking about, is something I wouldn't want any of my investigators to do or use. Um, you know, and, and in fact, the way it works is in my group, they send me a raw, foot, a raw clip. And if anybody ever were to send me anything that was amped or, or anything, it better be the whole thing amped and not just parts. I can't hear it, or if I don't get an original, it's automatically thrown out. Um, so, I, I mean, it... it I think the, tr the same would have to hold true in photography. If, if you're going to take a photograph of a ghost, which I personally believe is the hardest thing to do. EVPs, everybody captures them. Um, but photos, it's pretty difficult. I, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've got a pretty big team. You know, and if all of us are taking photographs, I, in, in all the years that I've been doing this, out of my whole team, we've got three picks. That's it. So, okay. I mean, Scott, so in other words, you know, you're, you're, I, I want to know, you know, give me, give me, I mean, do you think that, that, you know, if the general public were to hear your stuff and, and, and you were to bring it to like, so an, an expert, an audio expert, that they would say that amping just parts of it would be a good practice? Well, I think I think the reason Marco just amped the one part is probably for the listeners' enjoyment, because 
if you ask the whole thing, the, 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 with us talking, it would have just blurred out. You wouldn't be able to understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, just just for 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 argument's sake, mm-hmm. you know we're in a stu- we're, we've got a studio. Right. We can, can raise the volume. Okay, but when you're raising a volume from a video recorder, or, I mean a digital recorder, and you're raising the people's voices on there, and then you're transferring that to something else into a file, it, like you said, it, it could be distorted. I mean, why distort? I mean, I, I don't really want to, I don't want to argue. I'm not here to argue about anything. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, just. I right. And I'm not arguing either. I'm, this is, this to me is intelligent discussion. This is what paranormal Kool-Aid is about. This okay. is about talking and, and, you know, you're giving me your evidence and it's not that right. I'm picking it apart. You know, I, I'm, right. I'm just, I'm discussing it with you guys. So if you guys feel like maybe it's 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 an attack, it's not. It's honest. It's an honest discussion about what you guys have presented it to us, and 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 it would be, it would not be fair to me, and especially to Jamie and Chandra, if I didn't present my side to it. Because, it, and and those of you guys, if those out there listening to Paranormal Kool Aid Land, I never tell Jamie and Chandra the one and only way to do something. They may come to me with ask, and ask me tons of questions, but I always give them the, the wide, broad spectrum of things, and I let them make their own mind up because it would be unfair to me. It, it's just like we had a discussion a couple of weeks ago on the air about whether, we, whether I thought that they should go to Bobby Mackey's as their first real investigation. And I said, no. Why would you, you know... You've got to cut your teeth. You've got to learn the ropes. You've got to figure out your way, you know, your way around things before you go to the big show. Mm-hmm. And that way right. you go in with experience. Okay. And, and, and that's all I'm trying to say is, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe give us a little bit of background, Marco. I mean, how did you learn how to be an investigator? What, you know, where, where did you, you know – I learned from, from – I didn't just say one day wake up, watch TV show, and say I'm going to be an investigator. I actually became a part of a team, learned from them, took the good and the bad, changed to a different team, took the good and the bad, and then became an own team, and then did a lot of reading and a lot of trial and error. And I made a lot of mistakes. I'll, I will be the first to admit that I – that, that I actually thought orbs were ghosts. I actually did. You know? So, and then it but, wasn't until I got schooled, and I got schooled ugly from a guy who was a professional photographer and told me, give me your camera, and turned the, phone, the, phone, the camera around and wiped my lens and said, now take a picture. And it was embarrassing. But I learned. Tell me, tell me, guys, I mean, to give us your background, how, Marco, what was your first investigation, and, and how, did you, how did you learn? Okay, you know, you, you get with other people if you want. I didn't even want to be an investigator. That's not even what I wanted to do. I didn't know Scott when I was writing my book. I didn't, you know, and when I was doing, you know, doing audio, you know, things happened in a place where I used to work, 
is only the only reason why I ever decided to to try to look deeper, you know, and um, you know, so so recording is what what I chose, you know, what I wanted to do, and I I got the uh, you know, and when I started, you know, in the very beginning, I, I actually ended up getting a hold of a spirit that I actually knew who he was before he died, and that made all the difference to me in the world about who it was, and that it was actually real and it was really happening, and he was giving me answers to things that you know, things that happened, talking to me, you know, how he tragically died. But that's, you know, that's not it. That's, you know, and it was just, I, I did that every single day for eight and a half months while I wrote that book. And that's, you know, that's how the book unfolds. Um, you know, and it's, I, I, like, again, like I said, I wasn't interested in being in a group. Somebody else wanted to put me in a group with them, and I wasn't interested. That lasted maybe two days. Um, not really, but it didn't last very long. I ended up meeting Scott, and... Um, He's been taking pictures all of his life as far as those kinds of photos. Ever since he was a kid, he just happened to get ghosts on film. That's just all there is to it. You know, some people, you know, believe it or not, you know, some people just have a knack for things and a gift and others don't. And then to be honest, Scott can't get EVPs ever. I think he's gotten one since I've known him. He doesn't do them. And I always but get But he did. Them, you know? You got uh, one? I got a guy like that in my group. His name is Gabe Avila. Never okay, for yeah. seven Years couldn't get an EVP, and then got one, and he decided to stop and after that. And it's and it's awesome, you know, when it happens, and it's the opposite for, and it's the tables turn the other way. I get good pictures every now and again, something that's worthwhile. Scott gets them all the time. It's just, and it's so that's kind of the reason that we're together, you know. Um, it works, and and you know, and we believe that that you know you can. Spirits are drawn to people's energy, I, I that they are. You know, some more than others, and for other reasons, who knows? It doesn't make a difference, but that's basically what happens with us. I can't really, I can't prove that to anybody, but all we know is that we're the ones that are doing this, this stuff. We're the ones that are getting what we're getting. We're doing it for us. And we're doing it for us. We're not, you know, and we want to share with people that want to see it, and there's a lot of people that do follow us. There's a lot of people. We've done presentations for people. 500 people came to see our evidence. You know, and nobody... You know, there's like great, cool, you know, and it was in a, in a, and it was fabulous. But that's that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, you know, we're we're friends with uh, the West Coast Taps guys out here, um, and and they've invited us a couple times to investigate with them. And you know, they want us to join them, and we say no because you know what, we're not going by there. Who there is no rules in this field. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people can't you can't write a rule book. You know, everybody's going to have different experiences. Everybody's going to have different kinds of evidence. And it's really basically up to the individual listening and looking, you know, to whether or not you, you, you believe it or you don't, you know. And there's, there's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing anybody can do about that. You're absolutely right. And, you know, and I think that's the number one thing that's wrong with the field is that, you know, there isn't a, there isn't a set way of doing things or there isn't an example so that everybody can try to, to move forward with it. And, you know, there's, there's a lot. We can't even, and it's like I said at the beginning, guys, and, and, and please understand that we don't even know if we're talking to dead people or aliens. Yeah, right. You're so right. What is, so, so what is the right way and what is the wrong way? I don't know. But I know that in my personal opinion is it should be done a certain way. It's not your opinion, and, and, you know, and that, that is your opinion. And if you guys got 500 people to go out and watch your evidence and, and enjoy it, then, then you, know, you, guys are, you guys are better than me because I've, I've not had 500 people come out and, and watch just me. And, and I think that, that you guys are, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome because 
500 people is a lot of people to go out and watch you and, 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 and listen to mm-hmm. your evidence. And it's, it's, it's also an extreme, extreme way to show, make sure that it's the, – the word I'm looking for is um, responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's an extreme responsibility to have integrity to make sure that what you're showing and what you're telling these people is the best knowledge that you have. And unfortunately, guys, it is the end of the first hour. I okay. really, really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, geez, man, we didn't even touch, I mean, God, we didn't even get to, to touch any of the stuff. Um, you guys yeah. are more than welcome to come on anytime, anytime at all. Um, I mean, you guys are awesome. You guys took it. You guys, you know, got, got back at us. That's what Paranormal Kool-Aid is about. Good, frank discussion. Thank you all for, for coming on board. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. All righty, guys. Hi, uh, guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that halftime break. Uh, we're getting ready. I, I know that uh, Karen is a comedian. She will be coming on. She'll maybe uh, see if maybe she can uh, let us hear some of her EVPs. And I, I'd love to hear what kind of pranks and, and, and stuff that she's played. Everybody hang on. We'll be back with Paranormal Kool-Aid after this halftime break. another edition of Paranormal Kool-Aid's current events. Haunted Italian Island for Sale. Proveglia Island has been closed to visitors and only open to government officials since the mental hospital closed in 1968. It has been uninhabited and abandoned for over 45 years, but the Italian government is putting the island up for sale in an auction in hopes to reduce the country's public debt. Proveglia has been called the most haunted place in the world, and it's known to have over 10,000 angry spirits. Makes you wonder how they know that. Just two weeks after the Loch Ness Monster was spotted on Apple Maps, the unusual sonar image appears to have captured the creature. The screenshot tracked movement of a large object deep below the surface, close to Urquhart Castle in Iverness. Both reports have reignited interest in the quest for the legendary monster, which has been the subject of various hoaxes and myths over the last 80 years. The Bridgewater Triangle is a 200 square mile area in southeast Massachusetts. It is home to a lot of paranormal and cryptozoological phenomenon. Bigfoot stalks the forest here. Gigantic raptors soar through the skies. UFOs appear and disappear, and so do a few unfortunate people from time to time. Part of the triangle is the Hockamock Swamp, The name means place where spirits dwell, according to the Algonquin legend, and the area certainly lives up to that name. The Bridgewater Triangle is finally getting the documentary it deserves after 10 years of research by filmmakers Aaron Cadeau and Manny Famalor. 
So look for that. That ought to be a good one. Catch up with Paranormal Kool-Aid Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. We'll treat you so many different ways, you'll have to like one of them. Oh, yeah. This is Pete Stagman from Parahunter. I'm the inventor of the POV glasses, and you're listening to Paranormal Kool-Aid. Welcome back to Paranormal Kool-Aid, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in and everybody in the chat room. We are in our second hour now. We just got finished with Marco Santucci and Scott Alt. And we are moving on to some paranormal comedy here. So you guys ready, Chris and Chandra, for some paranormal comedy? I I am. Awesome. Yay. I'm excited. Um. (laughs) I, I definitely am excited tonight. You know, tonight is is you know, when when Scott told us that we got to have Karen on, I was really excited. You know, first of all, whenever Scott offers any of his friends up to us, you definitely jump on those. Uh, you know, and Karen is is one of those people that, you know, she's been on some. You know, her credibility is more about just being an investigator or being on a TV show. I mean. This is a woman who's actually been on a, a David Letterman. I mean, how how does that work? I mean, you, you, that's an amazing, you know, amazing thing. I mean, girls, I know Chandra, you've been excited. You can't, you know, you've been studying up on Karen, haven't you? I have. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. And, and Jamie, did you get a chance to check her out? I did. I checked out some of her YouTube videos. She's she's my kind of my kind of comedy. I'll tell you that. I I like it. And I watched one of her other radio interviews today. I think Chandra did too. And and uh, she's really chill. I think we're gonna get along pretty good. <laughs> all, all right, all right. So uh, while Bill, if you can uh, kick that that audience in the butt, let's get her in. Hi guys. I just heard I was unmuted. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are. I was, I was, I listening, and I was like, "Am I on? Am I not on?" And then she goes, "Unmuted." It's that scary English woman that says "Blog Talk Radio." I'm very that, afraid of her. That's her Sam Hall. Sam Hall is. Uh, we've actually <laughs> recorded her voice, and we put her on so that way she can tell you when you're live, or you know, welcome to the host chat. Please press one, or you know, whatever it is. Uh, Karen, welcome oh. to Paranormal Kool Aid. Uh, I've been looking forward to this evening, and I know that the girls have as well. Um, those of us in Paranormal Kool-Aid land that maybe not know exactly who you are or what your background is, you know, I'd like to give you the opportunity to, to let us all know. I mean, what is it that you do and why do you think we would want you on Paranormal Kool-Aid? I don't know why you would want me on Paranormal Kool-Aid. That's your problem now. <laughs> um, well, let's see where to start. I am I'm a big mishmash of everything your parents didn't want you to do. Um, so I, uh, I make my living as a stand-up comic. I've been doing that for about 24 years. And um, I also read tarot, which I just – I was – studied tarot for 20 years and now I turned it over to a business because I did like last year I spent about 209 days on the road doing stand-up and I was like that's too much um so I opened a tarot business and unfortunately I gave myself two full-time jobs at once but um but then uh so as I was out on the road um it's probably I would say now it's been about 15 years 
Um, every time I would go out on the road, it was awesome because I would go to haunted places. I'd be like in Cleveland and I'd be like, what's going on here? Or I'd go through the internet and I'd go to all these haunted places. And eventually, I, um, I start, then the this, this show started to come on. So I kind of went on my own and just did some investigating, but I didn't really know anything about the equipment or how to do it or, you know what I mean? I was more involved in the stories of what went on and, and how that unfolded. And then I actually met um, Louis Gonzalez and Thomas Durant, who I'm still friends with today. I sent them an email when they had one of the first radio shows, and um, I became their paranormal correspondent, which was just awesome. <laughs> and um, that's just where it unfolded. But now that I've done, for example, like I work at Phenomenology, and I host the Las Vegas Paracon, and I'm going to host the... Um, next one in San Francisco, the Bay Area, um, just uh, it's been great because now when I work all over the country, if there's not a group already there that I can call up and go, hey, I'm in town, can you guys take me out? <laughs> or um, I have little groups of waitresses and waiters that come out with me wherever I go. So I get to go go something all over the country, and it's really pretty awesome. That, that's oh, wow. awesome. And you know, and, and I'm going to tell you now, if you ever come to the comic strip here in El Paso, Texas, you call me immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got, I had the best time there. I was there about, I think it has to be, maybe it was 10 years ago, but I had a blast at the comic strip. I, w- I will definitely let you guys know when I come back. Yes, you let me know, and, and I will take you to the El Paso haunts. Um, I've got that same open uh, invitation to Momo Rodriguez and, and Carlos Mencia. So you, you, you're in town, you, come, you just let me know. I would love to. Absolutely, absolutely. I haven't been to Texas in a while. But, um, yeah, so that's about it. And now I'm actually the comedy writer for Haunted Magazine, which is kind of a big digital magazine in England. And um, the last article I wrote for them was called Atlantic City, Really Haunted or Just Awful? And um, <laughs> so, so everything kind of wraps together, you know. I do some jokes about it in my act, and I'm pretty flighty, so people kind of don't know if I'm serious or not. And I always just say things like, don't be afraid of ghosts, don't know they're dead yet, like Gary Busey. And, um, and it's, <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, that, that is one scary face. I would hate to walk up in a, in a dark room with that guy. <laughs> I know, I know. That freaks me out. He freaks me out. I yeah, totally yeah, would hang with him in a bar, though. Man, I would hang with him. Yeah. There's plenty of scary people out there, boy. Um, but, yeah, that. so that's pretty much my story. And then um, let's see what I forget. Because you know your own story is kind of boring. But that's sort of what I do. And uh, writing for, that, for Haunted Magazine really kind of um, – it gave me more of a focus, but I just got back. I just put a video online above uh, when I was at Virginia City. We just did Virginia City. Do you guys ever come out this way? Um, oh, no. I haven't been to Vegas or California, and it's been probably seven years. Wow. Yeah, and I used to live there. I lived in San Diego for ten years, and and moved. I, I moved. I live in Mississippi now. Oh my God, that's culture shock right there. <laughs> what happened? Who did you make mad that they sent you to Mississippi? <laughs> An unfortunate event. Nothing is out here. I'm like, 
I'm like dead to the world out here. There's no like vents and everything. So if you want to ever do an event here, let me know. <laughs> out here. I don't know. It sounds like that could just be you and me sitting in a graveyard somewhere. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, chewing, chewing on some hay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I oh, know. What, what, that's funny. You said an unfortunate event. Well, you can change your name and come back. I'm sure no one will notice. <laughs> yes, I could do that. Put a wig on, go out there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of my unfolding. But I did send you guys uh, a couple of EVPs that I had online that were from uh, one was from my old apartment here in Van Nuys, where that was pretty creepy, and um, the other one was from South Carolina, which is um, was wonderful. When I was on um, Hilton Head, there's actually a reason that it that I put that one particular one. It's up on YouTube and it has the blue screen. The audio screen? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we'll do yeah, that now. Yeah, that one was, I was in, um, I was in uh, Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina, and no, it was very interesting because they, as far as they knew, no one had ever ghost hunted there. And um, it was funny because we went to an old, uh, 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 it was an um, old slave plantation where um, it, there was no electricity, like it was so far off on the island, it was just sort of like the only thing that was left was like some bricks and the, sort of the setting, the layout of what it was. And um, we were on there at one point because we were like, it's really, an, uh, we said like, you know, hey, you're, you were trying to antagonize the white uh, slave owner. And we were like, hey, you're not going to believe this, but there's a black president now. And uh, we thought that would make him mad. And then we realized we were in South Carolina, so that would make everyone mad. So it didn't right. really matter <laughs> if they were slave owners or not. And um, the great thing was when we walked on before I even had anything turned on, that was actually on my iPod. I had a recorder. I hit record on my iPod. And so we get this voice before we even started as we walk in. And um, I thought it said um, – which uh, um, I'm not sure. Let me think now. Is it um, Amora? That's what it says, Amora. And so it was there. And then I went when I put it on the audio. I looked, and where she says Amora, the screen, you know, bowed that middle line. It bowed way up off that middle line, like I had never seen that before. And I couldn't figure out what that was. Like that, like as she says Amora. It goes way up, and then it comes down to where it usually is. And um, I asked a friend of mine that was a musician, and he said, which is very interesting to back up what went on there, is he said that is a thing called uh, DC offset, that when musicians used to have all their equipment in their home before all the plugs had those um, monitors on them to keep the electricity down, they would sometimes, if they used too much equipment, that would happen to the music. It would bow right off the line because there would be a huge, like, um, energy that would knock it right off there. And so what literally happened was in this place where there's not even electricity, there's not even electrical lines, that whatever that was that came over and said Amora had so much energy that she burst that sound, she gave it a DC offset. So there was actually like a huge burst of energy when her EVP came over, if you want to play that one now. Yeah, awesome. Let's go ahead and play that. We'll play that first, 
And then we get back. I know Chandra is just like, she's been literally studying you. I think you've got a new stalker. So let's let's go ahead and let's let's play that, Bill, and then and then we'll get back to to some of those questions. Bill, let's go. Let's hear it. Wow. Yeah, and I don't, it, it's pretty yeah. unclear on my phone, but it, but if you see it on the YouTube, it's actually it's really clear. And we looked it up, and Amora was actually a very popular slave name at that time. No, no, that that's actually a really good EVP. You can hear that clear. No, 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 no problems understanding that one at all. Um, Chandra, I know. Let's let's go ahead and let's get you let's get you in there. Let's get your uh, your questions to to Karen here. I feel like I could talk to you like a whole hour, but I would I would upset everybody. So, uh, Karen, hi, love Hello. you. Um, I need to know it like a little bit of your background. What came first, kind of like the chicken or the egg situation? Uh, was it the paranormal? The comedy, the chair. What one of your uh, jobs came first? Well, I really think it was the comedy because I've been doing that for so long. And then what happened was, um, you know, it's you don't think the two fit together, but they really do. Um, and then as I, I think it was, I was in about ten years. It took it takes a good ten years before you're really working on the road. And it was at that time that I really kind of stepped into the paranormal for good because, uh, like I said, I realized I was like, why am I sitting in a hotel room when there's all kinds of, I get to travel all over and see haunted places. So it was really the comedy that came first, although I have to say on the, um, like the tarot, I was always interested in tarot and I always had psychic reading. So on that sort of more metaphysical side, I was really kind of already there. Um, But I did actually... The only time I've ever seen a full-body apparition was not when I was ghost hunting. When I was living in San Diego, actually, I woke up one night, and there was a young man in a denim coat just watching over me. So, yeah. Was that, your, was that, that, that uh, what flipped the switch for you and said, oh, so a ghost. I, I, I'm a ghost hunter now. Is that, I mean, like, is that what did it for you, that, that one moment? No, I think more, um, I think it really was more when I started uh, hanging out with my friends in L.A. and um, really learning. I didn't really get, you know, like most people that started, I didn't really get it till it kind of turned into a TV show. I knew that you could tape record voices. So I had done a little of that, but I never really, um, it was really quite a bit after that. I had just been sort of going through the motions and going to these places. And like I said, the, like, for example, tarot cards are my um, passion to study them. So I was already sort of on a different side. I wouldn't call that ghost hunting, but everything paranormal sort of was mixing together. Awesome. Uh, you know, I could hog you up all night. I'm sure one of the other girls, I, I got to let Jamie or Chris go or they'll kill me. I'll hear it all night after the show. <laughs> Jamie, uh, you got it? You got that one? You're up? <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. Let's do it. Okay. First, well, when I was just listening to you now, it's, it's funny, your experience with that the full 
apparition. I had a similar experience when I was a kid. I woke up. I had to pee so freaking bad. And I woke up, <laughs> woke up. I look at the end of my bed, and there's a full-bodied apparition, a guy staring at me. And I, and he was like, he looked like a homeless guy. He was looking at me. I can never figure out who it was, but I got so scared. I stayed. I, I huddled up in a little ball and, and stayed there and held my pee till the morning. I was just like, <laughs> out. But I am, Chandra and I are learning, um, investigating. Like, I've only been to cemeteries and stuff. And our, our first big investigation, we're actually going to spot a furnace in Alabama in February to do um, that. And I saw in one of your radio interviews that you said something that you saw a walk-on. And you said this one of, it was one of the creepiest things that happened to you. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit more about that? And I've never heard of the term walk-on, learning everything. So I was like, mm. so I just want to hear oh, a little bit more. Sure, absolutely. And the funny thing, too, when it's, it's I think a lot of people actually have that experience with the, with the full body, like when they wake up and there's a ghost standing at the end of the bed. And I just think that that is so rude um, because I have often said, you know, there's no one I would rather like to see than Liam Neeson. But if I'm not expecting to see Liam Neeson at the bottom of my bed and he's at the bottom of my bed, it's not a good moment. You know what I mean? So I think the ghosts have to chill and stop that because um, it's just creepy. But, um Yes, actually, I, I have a wonderful, I was. I got really lucky to make a couple of really good friends in this business, and one of them is a, a medium named Catherine Wilson, and we talk a lot about ghost hunting protection, where you want to surround yourself with white light so that things don't come home with you or get attached, um, and some people overlook that, which I think is a very, very important part. Um, but what happened on one of the first ghost hunts I went on with a group that wasn't my friends where I sort of, um, the beautiful thing out here in California, they have something called meetup and all these different groups would say, come on down for 50 bucks or 30 bucks and you could get into these locations that you couldn't get into alone. So we were at the star of India and the, the whole thing went great. It was this, it, it's kind of this big, it's not huge, but it's a ship, you know, that came over from England whenever, I don't know, I'm not good with details, a couple of weeks ago or something. But um, it was, the investigation was going great. And then we got into the bottom of the ship and we had a Frank's box and it was very loud. And the, we kept hearing, turn it off, turn it off, like really kind of angry. And at that point, the investigation sort of took a turn and it became a little, then everybody was a little uncomfortable. You kind of had that uncomfortable feeling. And uh, as we, were, we moved out of there, we moved into another place, and we were doing EVPs. And all of a sudden, one of the guys jumped up and started screaming, and we were like, what happened? And he said, somebody just tugged on the back of my collar. They just tugged on there, and I don't know who it was. So that was kind of exciting. And then we all sat down, and... Um, then after a few minutes, we're going around and doing questions, regular EVP circles, and then all of a sudden my friend Catherine says, you know what, I don't think everybody's okay, something's wrong. And they said, when we sign the flashlight at your feet, you know, say who you are and if you're okay. So we all go through, I'm Karen and I'm okay, I'm Joe and I'm okay. And sure enough, we come to this same guy and he is out. He is like he's sitting in a, a sleep and he can't even move. And they, we started shaking him and everything, and he couldn't move. And everybody jumps up and says, 
oh, he's got a walk-on. And what a walk-on is, is it's not like, you know, it's not like a demonic possession. That's where somebody says, it's where a ghost actually inhabits a body. And it's a much lighter thing in the way that um, they, you, if usually if that happens, you remove someone from the scene and it will pop out. Or you'll need somebody that can do Reiki or just a lot of prayer to get it out. If it's a kind of a stronger um, ghost that's been a long, spirit that's been a, around a longer time, they may know how to sustain but um, you know if it happens, either the person goes right out or they, um, there was one episode someone was telling me about where their girlfriend started swearing and just like a sailor, like just awful. And um, so that's really what a walk-on is. Like I said, it's not like a demonic possession. It's like where something inhabits the person. And oddly enough, my friend that's the demonologist told me that um, they try to enter through a spot on the back of the neck which was when the guy first felt the collar tug. That was something going for that spot. That apparently is like sort of a spot in the aura that's either an entry point or something like that. And um, it's very interesting because I had also myself been places and felt a scratch there. So um, that's what a walk-on was. But that is still very um, – that almost changed my mind about a lot of things because if it's that – you know what I mean? Like somebody that, that doesn't have their aura protected or there's a lot of drinking, you know, it makes me wonder how many people are on death row that didn't, that really woke up and were like, I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? If that's possible, how scary. Wow. Yeah. wow. You know, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. You know, the way, you know, we're having, you know, we have a, a private chat between uh, the hosts and all the paranormal Kool-Aid crew that, you know, we all feed off each other and give each other ideas and stuff. And, you know, the, the discussion that you're bringing up right now, it actually, it, it, it's a really productive one because they're talking about how the differences are from what, you know, just terminology from East Coast to West Coast or, you know, how, you know, how things are different, things are interpreted. Um, I'll give you an example, though, Karen. The very first time I ever felt anything, you know, was uh, I felt it in the small of my back. It wasn't in the back of my neck. It was oh. it was just almost like, and if, if anybody's ever put a nine volt battery to your tongue, you know that that just buzz. Oh. That's exactly uh-huh. what I felt right, right in the small of my back, and it was it was wow. really interesting that you know that, and and it was and it was one of those things too where you think you know wow you know, this is real, you know because mm-hmm. there should be no, there's there's nothing really going on around me, or I should be having that feeling. I've never had that sensation before. You know, in my life, I've been around this world for, you know, 34 years, and now all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, energy in my back. You know, that, that, that's kind of different, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. There is that moment where you always believe, but that sometimes those moments when it's really real, you're like, it's always still that's the thrill. That's why you can sit in a haunted place for 12 hours with nothing happening, and then that one moment makes it all worth it. Very true, and you know it's kind of funny, you know, as 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 the investigating goes on, and I don't know if this is what you're, you know, you know, if you've experienced this, is you know, things it gets really exciting, and and I always call it the cycle of being a ghost and a ghost hunter, a ghost investigator, whatever, is you get so excited that you're you're kind of, I think you 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 want things to happen so much that you think things are there that necessarily aren't, and then mm-hmm. and then it gets to the point where you're like you're used to it. And then it feels like nothing happens, and then you kind of back off for a while, 
and then you get the itch again, and then you go back out, and then it gets really exciting again for you. It, it you know, <laughs> it is kind of uh, it, it's it's an interesting thing, and, it's, and investigators are 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 really really cool and different people. Uh, and, and it's a different breed, and so that's why you know you you got the best of both worlds. You can make fun of people, and then you can go and be really serious. That's 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 awesome. You know, Karen, we're getting ready to just do our, our quick little break here. But when we come back, I I really you know I know that Chandra's got a gazillion questions for you, but I would really 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 like to uh, to get more into the how does your brain work being a comedian and in an EVP session because I would be constantly thinking of jokes. So we'll get back to these questions <laughs> just in a few minutes. We'll just take this really quick break. We'll be right back. Paranormal Kool-Aid. <laughs> Nicole Strickland, Tara Petty, Danny Big Beard, Paranormal Association of Cold Cases, and the generic Black Shirt Paranormal Group. Enjoy a full day of vendors, speakers, and a night of investigating. Learn the best ways to communicate with these spirits. There's a room with a chair waiting for you. Tickets are available for this investigator's dream come true at www.eventbrite.com. This is Dr. Lynn, and I'm listening to Paranormal Cool Days, and it's a very cool show. Welcome back to Paranormal Cool Aid, everybody. We're in our second hour. We've got Karen Rontowski here. Hopefully I said your last name right. She you is a para- okay, awesome. paranormal comedian and paranormal investigator with us. I want to thank everybody who's listening and everybody in the chat room, Alex, Linda, April, Jan, Joseph, Spunky Monkey, Sherry, thanks, guys. And I'm going to shoot it over to Chandra because she is waiting to ask you questions. (laughs) I I am. I am. Now, uh, I have a question about your favorite experience. Uh, Since you've been investigating over the last 20 years, uh, top experience and, and what it meant for you? Top, wow, that's a great question. You know, I don't even know if anyone has ever asked me that before. Um, let me think, because there's sort of uh, top places I like to go. Um, wow, you threw me off. That's <laughs> that's a great question. Um, awesome. I'm trying to think what is a 
goodness, I may have to come back to that. I think one of my favorite, it's very, I have a very interesting place, but it's kind of funny. It's not my favorite, but it's the most interesting because when I go to Atlantic City, which I work very often, uh, did you ever see Boardwalk Empire with uh, Nucky Thompson and he's played by Steve Buscemi? Oh, love that show. Love it. Yeah. Yes. I stay in the building that, that that's about the Ritz where he has the eighth floor or the, yeah, I think it's the eighth floor. That's where I stay. And it's one of the darkest places I've ever been. And by the end of the week, you're just trying not to kill yourself. Um, But it's, it's so haunted. And the bottom of it is actually used to be the merry-go-round bar, which uh, was where El Capone was when he planned the St. Valentine's Day massacre. It's just a very, um, I think it's a very interesting building. In fact, I wish I could just ghost hunt there without having to go in it. So um, that I think is mojo. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, it's funny too because um, that is a great question. You should ask that every time because I'm trying to think what is one of the strangest but best where you really went home. I really get excited about pictures. I love photography. Um, Oh yeah. That's the one I think is my biggest. And I think, okay, I got it. I got it. We were oh, yeah. at, here it is. This is my favorite. Um, I was with <laughs> a couple of my friends that live in Atlantic City. There seems to be a little tiny dog fight going on outside. I apologize if you can hear that. Um, and we went to uh, the, it's in New Jersey. It's the um, uh, Burlington Men's Prison Museum. And um, we went during the day. And um, the there was school was out, so we had this whole place to ourselves. Or school was in, so we had this whole place to ourselves on. I think it was actually a Thursday afternoon, and um, it's an actual museum. The prison is all intact, and we were in there. And my friend actually had something that was following him around. He got like four or five pictures where we would take them one, two, three. One, two, three. And this shadow would fall, go across the pictures every time. It was always in the middle picture. It was always going across. And it was really fascinating. And when we were in the bottom of this prison, I had, uh, I have one of those. I like the old, uh, not the K2s, what are the other ones? The EMF meters. I like the old ones that you can get at uh, Home Depot that light up red and beep really loud. Um, yeah. I had that. We had um, the other guy had a K2, and we had I had on that little stupid thing that everyone hates, the ghost app on the phone. I don't hate that, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think, what was that? Was it the Echo Box, the, the app on the phone app? Yeah, the little phone app that has the ghost radar. And the thing is, I know that 99.9% of the time it's wrong, but there is if an intelligent entity can manipulate anything. It can manipulate a radio, anything that has energy, it can do. So we had that on. So while we had on all these pieces of equipment, the, the radar, the ghost radar says king, the lights go down, the whole place blacks out, they go up, and the EMF meter goes nuts, all within a matter of like three to five seconds, and then everything goes off. And then we went upstairs and asked, and the name of the warden was King that was murdered in the cell we were standing in. So that to me was one of the best. When you have 
the lights coming on and off on the whole place, the EMF meter going crazy, and the little crazy ghost radar, that I felt like that. you couldn't have walked out of there and not known that something happened. Wow. Yeah. That, that, I think that was my favorite uh, because it was so, you know what I mean? There was no going back on that. No, not at all. Yeah, I think, well, actually, now that you jogged my memory, I think one time, too, we got an EVP that um, it's somewhere in my computer, but it was just a simple one where someone said, get out, but we played it backwards, and backwards it still says, get out. It's like wow. somebody was explaining to me how it lays out on the digital stuff. It lays differently, so it's not necessarily, you know, go, It was that to me was fascinating. So I, I have a question really quick, Karen, is, and, and this goes back to kind of what I alluded to at the uh, at the break. How do you not crack jokes during investigation? Because <laughs> I tell you what, I have a pretty good filter, but I my brain, I just you know usually when I stay really quiet, it's because I'm thinking of things that I should not be saying. So and I think about it all the time. That do you think about it? Investigators are pretty hilarious. It, it's a mm-hmm. funny situation. So, so you've got to give me like your your list of funny things that you're thinking, like when someone's sitting down in the stomach growls. You know, you've got to be thinking, you know, some. What, what is? Give me, give me an an example of of that funny situation. All right, let's see. I can't. I'm, it's very funny. Offhand, I I don't know more about. I think when I do investigating sometimes with um, usually I like to do it with small groups with my friends that's always the best and usually we're so focused and we're so meditate you know because we like to meditate and sort of build energy up so they could see that you know the spirits can see but um, I don't I, I, it's just humor that happens all the time I think we're always laughing anyways you know what I mean when you're really comfortable with people in your regular conversation um, something funny is always happening I can't remember offhand, but I know it's usually pretty dark humor. You know what I mean? If you're searching Mm. for spirits and dead people, that can get... uh, I remember one time, I think it was like in... um, I can't remember where we were, but they were talking about these ovens. They had these ovens. I think it was Virginia... No, it couldn't have been Virginia City. But they were saying... They were taking us on a tour, and they were saying how uh, the ovens were so small. There were these furnaces, these long furnaces that were down in the ground, and they would send children in to turn the furnace on when it wasn't working, which is just you're sending children down a long, horrible tube, and they didn't. some of them didn't make it back, and it was just this awful situation, and all I could think was, I have just forgiven my parents for every dysfunctional thing <laughs> they've ever done to me. Um, that... And uh, so the, the thoughts are kind of more like that. Or I remember when I was in Mansfield uh, Men's Reformatory because uh, I guess that's my destiny to spend a lot of time in men's prisons. Um, but I remember the guy was talking about how they heated the whole place with steam. They didn't. I don't know why he was saying we the, whole, the walls are peeling because they heated with steam, not heat. And all I could think was, oh my God, these ghosts are going to have the best skin with all that hydration there. <laughs> They do great. It's great for a greenhouse. You know, it was funny. As I was, I was preparing for you to tonight. You know, it's so funny because uh, my wife and, and my son, uh, they they were just laughing and laughing, and laughing. So I had to come into the den to find out what they were watching. 
and they were watching, uh, I don't even know what year that, that movie came out in, but it's uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil with Richard Pryor. And, and, and I kept thinking, you know, if there was ever, you know, a comedian that you wanted to, you know, to maybe have an EVP session with, somebody that's passed, like, you know, maybe a Sam Kinison or a Richard Pryor, who would be that comedian that you'd love to have that communication with? Uh, well, you are probably way too young to know this, but I am an enormous Gracie Allen fan. Um, in fact, I have a friend who we sometimes we go to her grave. Gracie Allen, I don't know if you know, she, she was George Burns' wife. It was way back, and she was just, um, she sort of did the same type of comedy that I do, but she was sort of this 1950s housewife and um so that is who I would. I don't know if that's a disappointment, but that's who I would no, love no, to not. contact. <laughs> it's not. I mean, um, that would that would be hilarious. I, I really think that would be fun. Like, see, I was just just to watch and and just to to do something like that to be able to to have somebody you know that you know that's the meshing of what you do. You know, being a comedian and an investigator that that mm. would be fun. Yeah. Oh, it would be great. So, uh, and, yeah. It's a funny thing because we um, a lot of times I investigate theaters and it, and I actually do a show with a friend of mine called Paranormal Comics. She's an animal communicator and I read tarot, so we do our regular comedy show. And then from the stage we do like I do one tarot question, she does one animal question, and we make it very funny. But it sort of creates this energy that we get a lot of haunted activity after the show. And so I thought, you know, they say theaters are always haunted. They're always they're always watching the shows, and performers always have a different energy. That you know, it's kind of that charismatic performance. So I actually did studies to see if we were in these old theaters, like in. Um, Tombstone, Arizona, or something. I thought, what jokes would have gone over at that time? So I did a. I went on the internet. I was finding out it was all bathroom humor and wife humor. All because I thought, yeah, I thought, how would you? What joke would you tell? Because somebody said, why don't you tell him a joke? And I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world would I tell like a cowboy that doesn't even know what electricity is? What would I tell them? What kind of joke would I tell them? So I just thought that was a very interesting thing. But I think they, you know, that is another way to get EVPs is to make it not like, are you dead or were you sick? And just to be like, hey, what's funny to you, you know? Exactly. That was, you know, that's one of the greatest things that, that I think that I've, you know, as I get, you know, new investigators and I'm trying to teach them how to do things, that, that's always, you know, they, they come with their list of questions, you know, and it's what street did you live on? What's your last name? You know, it's like, my God, would you ever have a conversation with anybody <laughs> asking questions? So, Jamie, I, I know that you got questions for, for, uh, for our guest, Karen. Yeah, I and do. that kind of... I was just going to say, that kind of conversation is what you're stuck with when you're on an airplane and you can't get rid of the guy next to you, not in an EVP session yet. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, Jamie, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. You actually, right when I was going to ask you the question, you answered what I was going to ask you while Bill, had, uh, our sound guy, had asked if you've done EVPs at clubs and stuff. So you answered that. And um, yeah. But I'm still going to go and ask you, with the clubs and theaters and everywhere that you've been, was there a location that you felt extremely bad energy that you just had to leave and you couldn't go back in or you couldn't do a show or anything like that? So that um, 
as for a um, comedy club, I really think the comedy store in Los Angeles is the worst. And, and I think it, um, it's, you know what, I have actually never investigated there, but I had worked there many times. And there's a lot of, um, I even used to work at the San Diego Comedy Store. And I think that um, it's a very strange thing. They, there's, uh, it's almost that because there was so much negativity there that it draws more negativity. But it was also, um, the Comedy Store in Los Angeles was, um, the history of what was there before, it was a mob hangout, and there's like a little place where you go up top where they used to sit with a gun so that they could, you know, knock off a guy that's down in the showroom and all these things. But not only is it so dark there where almost you can kind of feel your stomach get a little upset um, because mm-hmm. the energy is so low, but it is... Um, uh, mm-hmm. It's it's really just the stories that have come out of there from comics that I know that didn't believe anything where, like, one guy walked out of the OR, he was closing up, and then he turned back around and all the chairs were on the table when they weren't before. You know, that's, like, not human. Something that can really move things like that is a much darker um, thing. So I think the comedy store in L.A. probably has to be the darkest. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you ever think, like, we were talking to uh, Mar. I don't know if you were listening. We were talking to Marco and Scott earlier in the first hour, and I find it I find it interesting when Chris said, "We don't know if we're talking to aliens or ghosts." So, what do you think? Do you think we're talking to aliens, possibly? Does that ever cross your mind instead of ghosts? Um, you know, I think it's. Uh, I think that's very. Uh, it could be, it could be anything we're talking to. It really could. I don't. I've never heard the aliens, but man, I would not uh, discount that. <laughs> In fact, they're playing music now. The aliens are playing music now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it could be. It really could be anything. I think the um, the only rule of thumb that I would go by, and believe me, when it comes, I I will I will probably say I know nothing because we're talking about secrets we're not going to find out until we pass over. But I think that human um, human ghosts are rarely that powerful. Like they, there's a, they have to be so charged with anger or stuff to be that powerful, whereas other things can sort of take on more energy. That's my only thing. Like I know when the whispering, the way the EVPs are very whispered sometimes, um, I think that, is because they are because they were human. They don't have vocal cords. This is kind of a long jump, but that to me, like the ones, um, there's a group that I hang out with in Cleveland. They're from Ohio, and they were telling me they're one of their gentlemen doesn't have a vocal cords, so he always talks like this. So he gets EVPs all over the place because they can ride on his vibration. I think other entities don't really need much assistance. I think they're, you know, if it is aliens, they could actually um, probably, I don't know, if they can do spaceships and stuff, they could probably be much more verbal or louder or, am I making any sense or am I? You are, you are, you are. At some point it doesn't make sense, but it does in this kind of field. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Chandra, I'm going to throw it to you, babe. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, Karen, set us up for uh, your last EVP. I, I, I want to get a chance to hear that. Oh, okay. I lived in, um, uh, I broke the number one rule, which is you don't ghost hunt in your house. But I lived in a place that was so, um, it was so strange. It was on a ley line. It was in Van Nuys, and, um, which is in L.A. And they had built the house when they were building this little guest house I lived in. They were pulling cannon shot out of the um, the ground. So there was some sort of battle that took place there or something. But I used to wake up with something scratching the floor under my bed. And at one point there was something moving through the attic. And I said, I think you have a possum or something in the attic. And they said, uh, there's no attic. There's nothing above you. So it was kind of like, it was so active and so strange. There was so much activity there. In fact, at one point, my dog got very sick. That's how I met my friend. He got very sick. Something had attached. And and I did a, I'm a Reiki master. I did a Reiki cleanse, and he went from where I thought he was going to die to complete health in like five seconds. But it was in that place where a friend had said to me, and I'm not a medium, she said, um, she had had someone that passed away, and she said, can you try and contact them? And uh, so I said, okay, well, I'll focus on this. And like I said, broke rule one, don't go stunt in your own house. And uh, literally had my sewing machine jump up and pop up right after this voice came over. Okay, let's go, Bill. Yeah. Let's hear that. Let's go, yeah. So I thought, yeah, I thought he was saying girly, like he was calling me girly. Hmm. Yeah, that, that that's something that would definitely be interesting. And just like Jan said in the chat, I think that would freak me out also. Let's play it one more time, Bill. I've heard that, but that, yeah. It, it, that's kind of a bell you can't unring once you've done that and you live in this place and you're like, oh. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it wasn't until after that that I realized, you know, at that point you're drawing more you're drawing more of them to you. You're sort of infesting your house a little bit because everybody's, uh, uh, you know, oh, they know, you know, if they know you're interested, everybody shows up. And, uh, yeah, you, right. you couldn't live comfortably. Yeah, it wasn't a yeah. comfortable place. It had a lot going on there anyway. So, but I it was well, I was immediately drawn to it and moved into it, which is actually how almost every episode of a haunting starts out. <laughs> Before people are running out of the house, they go, "Oh, it spoke okay. to me. Oh, I had to move in." You know. Right. You know, um, Karen. One one of the things that I'd really love to do is I'd like. We ask if you heard any of our, you know, our, you know, our, our commercial breaks or our intros. We we ask, you know, people to to please, you know, give us a sound bite. Let us hear, you know, it, you know, just say this is Karen and you're on Paranormal Kool Aid or whatever you'd like to say. Would you be willing to do something like that for us? Of course, I'd love to. Awesome, awesome. Karen. Could you do that? Let's go. Let's do that because you know we got just a couple more minutes left in the show, so I want to make sure that we catch it and we get it into the show. So, 
Uh, whenever you're ready, you got you got the air. Okay. Hi, this is Karen Ronkowski, and you're hearing me on the Paranormal Kool-Aid, my favorite flavor of Kool-Aid. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Karen, how, how can we find you? Where do we find you? Where do we get your, you know, see you when you're, you're touring? What, how do we know where you're going to be? Uh, I am, well, you can go to KarenRontowski.com, and um, I'm terrible about updating dates, but they are there. I know I have coming up uh, Cleveland. Uh, I have, uh, where else am I going? Pennsylvania. Um, all over the place, but also if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook, I really just uh, post a lot of jokes. If you like jokes, friend me on Facebook or KarenRontowski.com, and uh, then I usually post up where I'm going, so that's the, really the best way to find me. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, that is truly awesome. Oh, and, and uh, yes, yeah, so and we have the Las Vegas Paracon coming up in August. You guys should come for that. I'm hosting that, and it's a blast. I would love to. No, I, I would love to go to Vegas Paracon. That would be so good. Who, who else is going to be there? I mean, I, let, me see, let, me see, let me Google that really quick and see, see if there's anybody you can bust on for us. Because you know what would be really cool? Would you be willing, to, you know, if, and, and I know you're going to be very busy, but just to, like, hidden camera, like kind of like the, the Jay Leno jaywalking thing, would you want to do something oh. like that for us? Oh, absolutely. I actually just did one, and I posted it online. That's why I was wrong on the first hour here. Um, I just did one when I did in Virginia City. I'd love to. Okay. Well, I'll get with you privately, and then we'll, we'll come up with something really fun. That that would be hilarious. I, I'd love to do that. So, um, you got it. Karen, thank you so much for coming on with us. That was, it, was, it was a fun break. This is a fun, fun second half of the show for us. First half was, was, was kind of intense, but, you know, Thanks for lightening it up for us, and, and you are welcomed on the Paranormal Kool-Aid anytime you want, and I definitely hope we get to meet up soon uh, out, you know, out wherever you're at, or if you're ever in El Paso, like I said, you have that open invitation. I'll, I'll take you to some of the cool haunts here. You got it. Thanks so much, guys. You were a blast. Thank, Thank you very much, Karen. Thank Everybody, you. Karen Ronkowski. Thank you. Awesome. So, so, girls, yeah, I mean, Tonight was a really, really, really good show. I mean, we got both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, we got. Hey, thank you, know, you got... guys. I. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you. Know. I didn't want to okay, hang up ahead. and just say thanks so much, guys. <laughs> we love you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Karen. Awesome. And I love the intro now. <laughs> All right. See you guys on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Good night, Karen. Bye bye. Good night. That was like I thought. That was like my mom. I was like, "Oh, mom, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed. I really am going to bed." Um, but you guys, you got, you guys got exposed to two different styles, two completely different styles. And in the first hour, I mean, what was your, what was your take on that first hour? That was, it's pretty interesting. It was. It was very interesting. It's, it's not like I, ha- I don't have anything against Marco or Scott. It's a whole. These are they mad at us? I have no idea. They shouldn't be. I hope not. I don't want them to get offended. I mean, we're just learning. You know, I'm still, I'm quite the noob, you know. I, I, I need to hear all the ins and outs and, and right way and wrong way, and I guess there really isn't one, you know. Right. There, I don't know. And there really isn't. There really isn't. So, everybody, we're going to go ahead. Yeah, we're going to say goodnight for Paranormal Kool-Aid. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we've got another great show coming up. Uh, Listen to us uh, next week, every Wednesday, Paranormal Kool-Aid. 
Also, check out our webpage, www.paranormalkoolaid.com. You can now get your Paranormal Kool-Aid t-shirts. We will talk to you all next week. Good night. Good night. Good night.